So I've been waiting a while to do this episode. When ChatGPT took off and AI just started to dominate the headlines, I just sat back and just watched sort of the the feeding frenzy, the people cashing in on it, the people who actually have a lot of knowledge about it from a data standpoint and uh, and the scientific standpoint, and then just the marketers and the business owners reacting to how they're going to live with the reality of AI and tools like ChatGPT. Uh, and I wanted to see what other people said about it. I wanted to see uh, what happened with it. And I wanted to just wait and then share my perspective. It keeps coming up, and I keep getting questions about it. And I think we need to discuss it for sure. But what I want to do in today's episode is I want to talk about why it's great and why you don't need to be afraid of it. Okay. AI is great, but it ain't going to replace you. And let's talk about it. So we'll be real. We'll be candid. Hey, and you can have a different experience than me, but the great news is, punchline, you have nothing to be afraid of. You only have something to gain. So let's unpack all of that, and let's talk about the realities of ChatGPT and AI for the solopreneur. Welcome back to The Graham Cochran Show, where each week I'm helping you unpack the habits, mindsets, and strategies to build a highly profitable and life-giving business. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you today. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I wish I had some incredible ChatGPT lead magnet I could drop for you, Uh, but I don't have the time to, (laughs) to, to come up with that right now. But I do have a passive income workshop that if you haven't watched, you need to go watch it ASAP so that you can build out your passive income element of your business or launch your online passive income business like both of mine. Uh, Right now, it walks through the four components of passive income, literally templates and scripts you can follow, what tools you need, how those components work together. It's not about knowing the different elements. It's about stitching them together so you build a system that runs on autopilot. If you do what I teach you in this workshop, you will learn how to create your first $1,000 a month of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. Okay, that's it. It's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop or click the link below this video if you're watching the video version on YouTube. All right, let's talk about ChatGPT. If you haven't played with it yet, you should, or any of these other AI tools that are out and are coming out. But um, I remember being at uh, a mastermind event in January. I was hearing about ChatGPT last fall, maybe November, December is when I first started, I first started to hear about it. Um, and see some content creators talk about it. And then I was at a lunch in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona at a mastermind event in January, and we were at a table and hearing people talk about how they were using ChatGPT to write like rap lyrics that was also like the sales copy for their core. It was pretty hilarious what they were doing. And just you see the buzz. And then all this year, you know, let's say halfway through 2023, all this year, it's just been the, the topic. ChatGPT in particular, AI in general, whatever tool is the tool, soup du jour, as it were, um, this, is, this is the future. So what I want to do is, and I don't want to talk about what it is, I'm not the expert on it, but I do want to talk really quickly about why AI will enhance you, three reasons it will enhance you as a solopreneur content creator, 
And then more importantly, three reasons why AI won't replace you. And there's a, probably a million more, but I'm just going to zero in on the three that came to mind. So let's just dive in. Uh, and then I'll, I'll love your feedback as well as we go. Let me know what your, your thoughts are and experience with AI. So first of all, let's embrace it. Every new technology comes out and disrupts. That's what technology does, whether it was the printing press, whether it was, I mean, I don't know if you remember, I feel like when home video came out, and you know what I'm talking about, if you're old enough, like VHS cassettes, where you, you could rent a movie that used to only be playing in the theaters, and you could watch it at home, like when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, like I was wearing out the VHS cassettes of the original Star Wars trilogy and the original Indiana Jones trilogy and then all of the Rambo movies. This is what my grandfather had at his house. Every Sunday, my brother and I would go over to my grandfather's house for dinner. And when my parents were all like cooking dinner, having happy hour and talking about politics and boring stuff, my brother and I would go into my grandfather's little office and we would just pop in Star Wars, A New Hope, you know, Return of the Jedi. We'd watch Indiana Jones, all these movies on home video. Why am I bringing this up? Because home video, people were saying, oh my gosh, now that people can watch movies at home, no one's going to go to the theater. This is what they're saying in the 80s. No one's going to go to the theater. And then what did they do for the next 30 years? Go to the theater and spend billions of dollars, right? So technology comes in and disrupts and it freaks everybody out because it always disrupts some industry. I came from the music space. Digital downloads, being able to go to the Apple iTunes store and buy a single song for 99 cents, not even have to buy the album now. Now I could pick and choose songs to download onto my iPod music player. Lord knows my kids don't know what that is, which is crazy. And everyone said the music industry is going to be destroyed. Well, Certain models were destroyed. Album sales did die. Not immediately. It shifted. CDs went away. But now my 13-year-old wants records and a record player, which is hilarious. Um, but everything moved to streaming. But then musicians have had to make a living in different ways. But now you've got the rise of Patreon and YouTube. And everything comes around and disrupts. But it just then evolves the industry. And you have to evolve with it. I got my first business was built on the back of a technology disrupting the music recording industry where now you don't have to go to a $100,000 or a million dollar recording studio to make an album. Now I could spend 300 bucks, buy a cheap microphone, a cheap audio interface, a couple of cables, plug it into free software in my computer and make a record at home. People thought that the whole recording industry is going to be disrupted. Well, it is disrupted, but it's changed the way producers make records. Now we can make records on the road. We can make records in hotels. Um, I've mixed albums on airplanes and at, like, it's crazy. It's like, it's crazy, but the money is still there. There's still money to be made there, but you just have to realize that the tools have changed the way we work. This is, this is going to continue to happen. This is a side note, but please don't become a dinosaur. You might, the, the funny thing is, is your first area of success might have been on a disrupted industry and you were the young hotshot and then when you get disrupted with some newer technology, don't be the dinosaur that holds on to the thing that was your thing. Evolve. Be flexible. Find a way to use the new technology or the disrupted industry to continue to serve people. At the end of the day, that's how you'll stay in business forever. I've seen a lot of disruptions come and go. More coming to mind. Online courses. I mean, we all used to have WordPress websites with plugins. 
And then Kajabi came out in 2010, and I started using it in 2013. And then 2015, they launched the founder version of what was going to be called New Kajabi at the time, which is now all Kajabi is, which is, wow, it's your website and your courses and your email marketing and your landing pages and your credit card processing and his upsells and all this stuff. That was like, no one was doing that in 2015. And I just saw it as a disruptor that only makes my life easier, but it's changing. And then people are not consuming courses in the same way. And then so communities are important. And then live coaching and just embrace all of it and use it to serve people. Okay, so done, done with rant. So here's, let's talk about AI. I'm going to say AI from here on out. ChatGPT can be a particular tool, but I don't really care what the tool is, but let's just talk about AI. And I'm thinking about ChatGPT because that's the one I've used. Here's the three reasons why it's going to enhance you. And you should know this by now, but just embrace it. This is great. Number one, faster data. The way search engines like Google, but back in the day like Netscape and Ask Jeeves and all these, right? Um, The way search engines just like disrupted computer technology, the way we accessed information, I no longer had to put in my Encyclopedia Britannica CD-ROM to access all the information of the world, which I thought was crazy back then. I could just Google what I wanted and it would instantly populate articles and websites for me. Well, now I just see AI, especially with ChatGPT, is like faster aggregation of data. So it's even faster to get the data. So instead of, for example, me wanting to look up what are the best cameras to use for YouTube? And it might pull up some articles, it might pull up some videos. I can ask ChatGPT that, and it's going to read those articles, watch those videos, and then aggregate the best data, and hopefully, from all of that content, and then just give it to me right away. So it's like having a research assistant get on Google and do all the work, and then report to you the cliff notes of it. So it just shortcuts the process and you want as much data as possible for certain things some things you don't need a lot of data for but a lot of things you do and so now you have another tool to be able to get data faster which is only a good thing i don't think it's a necessary thing but it can be a very useful thing so faster data number two and this is huge because now i'm talking to you as the content creator less writer's block another way to think about this is idea generation AI tools like ChatGPT are so useful if you're having the problem of blank page syndrome. You're sitting down to write another article, create another video, um, outline your next book or your next course, and you know-ish what you want to cover, but you're stuck. Sometimes, and I don't know how you like to create content, sometimes you just get stuck starting, and you know if I just got started, I would be able to let it flow. It would all come because you, you know a lot about your topic and niche. Sometimes it's just getting the start, start off the starting blocks. So a tool like ChatGPT can get you started so fast. So there's no more sitting there just waiting for spark of inspiration. You can ask the tool and the tool will give you a bunch of ideas instantly. I was playing around with um, subtitle ideas for my, my next book. And I was playing around with this because I not, not that I need the subtitle now, but I was curious as to what data it would aggregate to, to inform how, what would be the best way to say the subtitle based off of the data that it sees. And what that did was give me a ton of ideas of not only for subtitles, but ideas of how to say the thing I want to say in certain chapters of the book. So it's just this cool, like, I, I view it as an idea generation tool. You're never stuck. You're never looking at a blank screen. It will get you off the starting blocks faster. I was talking to a guy this morning in a men's group I'm a part of, 
He said he needed a business plan. He asked ChatGPT for a business plan for this barbershop he's going to launch. And it gave him a ton of, a, it gave him a starting point. Like he was stuck and it was like, here's a starting point. Now that might sound stupid, but it's actually not stupid because he could go, oh, well, that makes sense to me. Oh, that doesn't make sense with my plan. And then he can edit, right? Like it's faster to edit something that's already been started than to start something. That's why when you're writing a book or creating pieces, you just have to get started because you can always tweak and edit later. And sometimes you have to see the thing to be able to then say, that's not exactly the way to do it. I'm going to edit it to this. But when you're starting at a blank page, you, it's not a good place to be. So I see chat GPT and AI as eliminating writer's block or at least reducing it and giving you a ton of ideas. And finally, this is related, but this is so powerful. The AI gives you more perspective, more perspectives. You and I see things one way. It's just the way we are, but you can ask the tools to give you different perspectives on things, give you different ways to do this. Give me seven ways to build an online course. Give me seven best practices for X, Y, and Z. Even if you have your method or you have your solution or you have your answer, you can ask the tool, it'll aggregate the data and give you another perspective. Sometimes the most powerful thing we can do is just shift our perspective by a percentage point or a degree, right? If I could just look at this slightly different, it's like having a superpower. Because that helps inform the way I show up as a solopreneur, as a content creator. Because now I have just someone else's slight perspective. For example, I'm not a woman, but if I were doing, let's say, fitness coaching or weight loss, and I, I think like a man, so I'm going to probably teach like a man, I could probably ask ChatGPT certain questions asking how, how do women process this or how would a woman handle this or respond in this way? And it's going to pull the data and give me, even if, even if it's not fully correct, but just some of it's correct, it might give me a slight perspective shift on how a woman might ask this or think about this that might help me be a better coach to the women in my community. If I just understood, just like if I asked other women in my world, how should I respond in this way? How could I coach in this way? And they gave me, well, women don't think this way, Graham. They think like this. That perspective is valuable. Now I can ask the AI for some of that perspective. The more perspectives you have, just the more impact I think you can have as an educator, as a content creator. So faster data aggregation, less writer's block, like unlimited idea generation, and more perspectives. There's a lot of other things AI can do and will be able to do, but that's just the beginning of it, right? Like I'm sure we'll be able to replace certain roles on our team and it'll speed up some customer service like the tools are already there and already coming out that I think will make your business easier and more cost effective. So this is only a good thing for you as a solopreneur. But let, let's just get to the, the heart of today's episode, which is why AI will not replace you and, and can never replace you, okay? Because I have people that are afraid of this. And especially, it's funny, I would think that content creators like you and me would be the most unafraid of this, the most wanting to embrace this. But there's a lot of content creators that are like, look, if, if ChatGPT can write a better article or a better script for a video than I can, then I'm out of business. I'm like, what? Do you, do you not understand what makes a good business? Let's talk about this. Here's the overarching umbrella of why AI won't replace you. And I'm gonna give you three reasons underneath it, right? Here it is, ready? Punchline. As smart as AI is to curate information, it doesn't have a human element. It has an intelligence obviously artificial intelligence, but it's not a human. Even if it sounds a lot like a human, 
smells a lot like a human. Even if it's smarter than you, it's still not a human. So here's three ways I see this showing up and we'll apply it to you and your content business. Number one, AI, like ChatGPT, is not motivated by helping people. It's actually not motivated by anything. It has zero motivation. It's not a human. It's not motivated by helping people. What does it do? Processes data. That's what AI does so well. It processes data. Now, it can sound like a human if it has enough data to respond. Let's say it's a customer service AI bot. If it has enough data fed to it, it can probably handle most of your customer service issues. It seems like it's helping somebody, but it is not motivated by helping people. Why does that matter? Because that's all we do is help people. And at the end of the day, the only businesses that stay in business are the ones that are actually motivated by helping people. Because guess what? There's also humans that aren't motivated by helping people. They're motivated by making money. And guess what happens to those brands? They cease to exist eventually. They go out of business. People don't want to do business with people who, at the end of the day, they can just tell they're just in it for the money. They're not in it to really help people. I'm in it for the money, too. I'm a for-profit organization, but I'm in it to help you and to help people, and you need to have both. So the AI will never be motivated by helping people. It's not motivated. That's a strange thing for a robot, right? It's not motivated. It can be programmed. It can have a value system of what it's programmed to value and how to respond, but it's not motivated by helping people, and people can sniff that out. It can help people by being helpful, but it's not the same as being motivated inherently at a core level by helping people. And the brands that are motivated by making an impact and leaving a legacy, is AI motivated by making an impact and leaving a legacy? No, it's, it's a robot. Related is that AI doesn't care about people or have empathy. It doesn't care about people and it doesn't have empathy. Why does that matter? Because people are so discouraged. Like, discouragement is the disease of our day, and we have a lot of diseases, but you could say that discouragement is the disease of our day. We are so isolated, we're so siloed, we're so polarized. The media and the political landscape and social media has just created more walls and division, and we are so depressed and so discouraged. Like, it's like, in a lot of ways, we're a generation or a conglomerate of generations that have the most potential than any other generation in the history of the world, and yet we're the saddest generation of the world. Like we're not happy. <laughs> we're not sad. Like our our ancestors, in a lot of ways, had better lives than we do. They were happier, more peace. What they expected out of life, what they got out of life, they valued community, they valued relationship, they valued family. We don't value that. I don't know what we value, but it ain't working because. Depression is up, suicidal attempts are up, and then just, just discouragement. Even if you're not depressed, even if you don't think you're suicidal, okay, whatever. I'm sure you're discouraged. Most people are dealing with discouragement. And what's amazing and powerful about that is that it takes so little encouragement to make a difference in someone's life. So everyone is like a thirsty person walking around in a desert. And what they, they're discouraged. So they're, they're being parched. That means they're super discouraged. And you, if you walk around to a bunch of thirsty people in the desert and offer them a little thimble full of water, they can just kick back like a little, like if you ever had a little communion cup at church with a little juice, 
like that little size of water, it's not a lot, but that can go a long way. You chafed lips, tongue is so dry, you can barely talk, you're so, so thirsty. That's the discouragement of our world. And then if you walk in with just the smallest ounce of encouragement, it is instant life for somebody. People think we're in the information business or the the course business or the community building business or the problem solving business. We are in the encouragement business, my friend. And if you have an ounce of care for people and an ounce of empathy for people and you can offer that encouragement, you become like the only person in the desert with a glass of water. You become invaluable. You become desirable. Like I will cling to you if you have the water and I'm parched in the desert. And you do have the water. AI doesn't have the water. AI's got tons of stuff that's nice to have and helpful, but it's not the source of life, right? We are so discouraged. We want someone who will care for us. We want someone who can listen to our problems and go, man, that must be hard. And they actually mean it. How powerful is that? Do you know that's what your brand can and should be doing? Your interactions with a client, a customer, as many of the fans that you have and followers that you have, you can't do this for everybody, especially as you get bigger, so it's hard to scale it. But the way you interact with people should be this way. I got an email this week from a gentleman who wants, wants to buy my course. It's a $500 course which is a fourth of what it should be. It should be a $2,000 course. I dropped the price to 500 bucks years ago to make it more accessible, but still too expensive for him. He's been out of work for months, and he's uh, in the Hollywood space, and so there's the writer's strike right now, and so he'll be out of work for another few months. He's got a little side business. He's trying to run broke, and he's like, hey, man, I don't mean to ask this, but I'm in a tough spot. Could you give me your course for free, and I can pay you back out of the sales that'll make in that course. Now, I've given my course away in the past to certain people, certain circumstances. In this situation, I said, no, I'm not gonna give it to you um, because I've learned the people I've given it to rarely actually do anything with it. And I actually feel like I'm doing them a disservice by giving them the course for free because I'm sabotaging their own opportunity to get results because there's no skin in the game. Even if they believe they will have skin in the game and they have the best intentions too, when there's no skin in the game, you just you just don't get the results. The people, my students that have spent thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars with me, have gotten the best results, and it's not a coincidence. If you invest the most, you get the most because your your skin is in the game, and so you you are for sure going to apply what I learned. So I said I don't think that would be fair to you. I'm going to offer you a payment plan. I'll split the cost up into three months, but. I'm not going to give it to you because I want you to succeed. I don't think you actually make sales if I just give it to you. But if you pay for it, you will make the sales. Um, that's not the point of the, the, the email. The point was he sent me his email, and I felt the pain. As someone who has been broke and on food stamps and felt like I, I know even if something popped tomorrow, it's not going to be enough instantly to pay my bills, I know that feeling. I felt his pain, and I emailed him back and, and empathized with his pain. AI can't do that. AI can fake it. And maybe that's enough for some people because it sounds like empathy, but it's not real. So you offer something to your audience and your customers that's far more valuable than what ChatGPT can give them. That is your care and empathy. 
powerful stuff. That's attractive. That'll build a customer for life. And the number three reason why AI will not replace you is that it doesn't lead people. People want to connect with and be led by and follow other people. That's another thing our world is severely lacking right now is leaders, good leaders. Business leaders are dropping the ball. Political leaders are dropping the ball. Leaders in our homes, the fathers, the men in our homes are dropping the ball. Like, I get it why people, like, can hate on the government. I, in politics, and be cynical. I get it why uh, a lot of my friends that are women can be cynical about men and husbands. Like, you know why? Because they have failed as being leaders. And they've either lorded authority over people or they have been passive. And that neither of those is, is true leadership. True leadership is servant leadership. And we love, inherently, we love to follow a good leader. Gosh, someone that inspires us, someone that breathes life into us. Like the person that speaks life into me and sees the power in me and calls me up and out, I will follow that person to the end of the earth. I don't feel like they're lording authority over me. I have no problem saying that person has authority. Like, a good leader is what this world needs. That's why our world is falling apart. Bad leadership. Failure of leaders on all levels. We are wired to connect with other people and follow good leaders. We want good leaders. We want someone to lead us. Your children want you to lead them. Your spouse wants that you to lead them. Your company, if you have a team, they want you to lead. So your industry needs you to lead. Someone needs to speak up and like lead the industry. And so here's the thing is that as much as sometimes you just want data, you just want the content, like the tool, AI, ChatGPT, is just that. It's a tool. It can mine the world for data, and it can come up with content ideas, and all of those things are powerful, but all that's doing is putting a ball on a tee. If you ever play tee ball, it's putting the ball on the tee, which is why I love that metaphor. It's all teed up for you. The ball is not going to move until you knock it off the tee. Like, it is teed up, maybe faster, maybe better than you could tee it up, but you still have to hit it. And what that looks like is to deliver the content and be a leader in your space. AI will never deliver the content for you and be a leader in your space. Unless, on the video front, I can imagine AI aggregating scripts for videos and then deep fake technology and then, uh, you know, AI, voice technology, all these things are converging. So I see a reality where it's possible that AI will deliver great video content without you having to get on camera. But it's still just an avatar that has no empathy, no care, not motivated by helping, and no leadership. Like, the, I think AI is going to make our jobs easier but it's never going to replace our jobs as leaders and voices of change in our, our industry. Even if that, that industry is the video game industry or, you know, like quilting. Like it does not have to be this on the surface philanthropic, this is going to change the world. Everything you do has the ability to change the world and change someone else's world. So you are a leader. Even if you are the number one quilter on YouTube, you might think, well, what is quilting doing? <laughs> It's bringing people together and giving them joy, right? It's There's so much that quilting could do. I'm just picking on quilting because it seems so random. But like 
if you're a leader in the space, you are a leader in someone's life. People are looking to you. Like I teach, I taught music recording for 12 years. Like I teach business. I teach life development. I teach personal growth. But like I, people can come to me to learn a funnel, learn how to set up email marketing, learn how to launch a product. But really they're watching how I live my life for better or for worse. Like I'm, I'm under a microscope in my little small corner of the internet. Nope, not everybody knows who I am. So that's not, that's not what I'm saying. But like the people that watch me, if you're watching, if you're listening, you're not just learning what I'm talking about, what I'm teaching. You're, you're seeing me as a potential model, as a potential leader. Do I want to live my life the way Graham's living his life? Maybe some parts I do, maybe some parts I don't. And, and you're watching and modeling and I feel the healthy burden of being a leader. AI is never going to lead. And you're never going to be a draw, drawn to a piece of software to lead you. You're not going to go to the ends of the earth and be inspired by a piece of software. You're going to learn some powerful things. It could be useful. It can serve in some low-level tasks. But it's not the same as having empathy, care, deep motivation to help people, and leadership. And that is why AI will never replace you. It's humans humans can't be replaced humans are soul spirit mind body we we are you know as my my buddy cliff ravenscraft says and a lot of other people have said like we are spiritual beings having having a physical experience like we're not robots there's something different about humans and we're creating ai and it's going to be super smart but your people need you to be a leader they need you to care they need you to have empathy they need you to be motivated to help them to listen to them support them, and they're looking for someone to follow. And because of that, get out there. Continue to serve. Use the tools to make your job easier and bring better ideas if you get stuck or more perspective so you can be more well-rounded, but you're not going to get replaced. If anything, you're going to be more needed now than ever. The more the robots do things, the more humans are going to be needed. It's just like how everything went digital, everything went into the cloud, and now people are swinging back to want, they're wanting tactical things. They're wanting in-person retreats. They don't want to be on, you know, webinars forever. They, they want physical records and albums. They want physical books. Like, why have physical books not gone out of style? You would think they would have gone out of style 10, 15 years ago. People still want physical books on the shelf. So we're reverting back to the way it was. So technology is going to expand, but then you're also going to have people just swinging back to like the human experience is going to be more appealing than ever before. And that's why you're going to be more valuable than ever before. So those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts? AI, chat GPT. What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? What are your fears about it? What are your hopes and dreams about it? Let me know what resonates with you in a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening, I want you to process this. I want you to walk away encouraged and empowered. And then I want you to go and encourage and empower your people as well. That's what makes us human. It's one of our greatest gifts we have. Remember, everyone is thirsty for encouragement. They're walking around in a desert of discouragement. And you have the glass full of water. You are the encourager. So come in there, offer encouragement, offer empathy, offer empowerment, and watch it change people's lives and your own. If you haven't picked up or accessed my on-demand video workshop, Check it out, grahamcochran.com slash workshop to build your first $1,000 a month of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. It's free, it's fun, it's action-packed. Enjoy it, and more importantly, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for spending some of it with me. It means a lot, and I'll see you on another episode real soon.